Welcome to Mother's Day 2023. We made it. We're in person. There's humans in the building. And every now and again, it's just been a little while since we actually stopped and acknowledged that there's humans in the building. How many people every now and again still feel like they're just catching up? You're like, oh, we used to have a habit, we don't have a habit anymore, I don't quite know what's going on, but we're here. And sometimes I look at my wife and I think, why are our children this old? Because <laughs> they weren't five minutes ago. And they didn't eat this much food. It used to be a dollar a person to feed our children. You'd go to Woolies or Aldi or whatever, where Aldi people, where are the Aldi people at? It's a thing, it's a thing, right? It's a thing. We use Woolies for the other stuff. But those little tubes, right? There's these little tubes. I don't know if you know this, if you've ever raised a child, but there's a certain age where a child is and these little tubes of food. And, and you can go on any picnic, you can go on a day out, and if you've got nothing, that's okay because you stop in at the supermarket and you get this little tube of food and the packet of wipes. <laughs> Testify. Because is there any other parents in the room that while you're driving, uncles, aunties, grandparents, and, and you've got the packet of wipes there beside you and you're at the traffic lights cleaning the dashboard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what my thing is? I like to have chewing gum in the car. My children like to make the chewing gum disappear. And it seems to disappear into the nooks and crannies of the car. So that's what the wife's for. But you could go and you could, you could go to the supermarket, pop in, spend $6 and just feed everybody. You just untwist the thing, shove it in the mouth and squeeze. That was it. Now it's like, okay, well, look, I, I, I like her chips, but the Wagyu cheeseburger also looks good. $400 later, you fed your children. And that's parenting. Mother's prayers are really, really powerful. And I know my wife says prayers every time she gets in the car to drive. She prays that the children will be okay. She prays that she'll be okay. She prays that she'll make it to work and that the children... Sorry, I just... I, am I causing trauma right now mentioning... <laughs> mentioning... The, can we just reach our hands to my wife and... Dear Jesus, I'll get you a squeezy pack of food from... Works real quick. Mother's prayers are powerful. Grandmother's prayers are powerful. Auntie's prayers are powerful. It's an incredible thing. I don't know what it is, but there's something about that prayer that endures much. Guys, I think, are still a little more wired to go, it didn't work, I'm moving on. The, the girls in our life are like, nah, I'm pressing through. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep seeking. I'm going to keep hoping. There are some magnificent prayers that are represented in our scriptures then when we look in the scripture and we see the Magnificat Mary's prayer when she when she sings and, and she sings over the story that the angel has told her and what is to come and it's called the Magnificat because it is a phenomenal thing there's a, another amazing prayer where her friend Elizabeth prays with her and and she it's the scripture says she is filled with the holy spirit and her child leaps within her womb there's this moment of absolute exaltation and and beauty where a prayer and a promise come together you you might know from scripture the 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 prayer of Hannah who prays prays over her son Samuel who was to become the prophet of Israel and and she prays firstly for a son and a miracle happens and she ends up with a child and then she offers that child back to the king, and to the kingdom, and to service 
in the temple. And there's an amazing thing that happens when a mother actually not only prays for, but gives up the authority to lead. It's it's a phenomenal thing. Parenting or, or looking after a child is just this process of holding on to them, guiding them, and just letting them go slowly. Yeah? And some of you, your mum still hasn't let go, and that's why you're in therapy. <laughs> you're 45, move out. <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. You do what you got to do to get along. Hey, but here's the thing. There's power in those prayers. But here's what we can't do. What we can't do that we wish we could do is predict the future. We would love to be able to predict the future. If I pray this prayer, then that line will be followed and this will be the outcome. If I just, you know, steal the prayer of Jabez. Everyone love the prayer of Jabez? Expand the large, you know, enlarge in the tent and all the stuff. Here's the problem. There's a prayer of Jabez. If you don't know what it is, go to your Christian bookstore, buy a coffee cup. It's on there. (laughs) But as I said to Pastor D the other week when we're talking about the prayer of Jabez, the problem is if you expand your tent, you know what happens? More people come into it. And so we have this kind of thing in life where we kind of want to share it and don't want to share it. I want to, I want to hold it together and lead it by myself. I want to be in charge of my own world and I don't want these people to impact it. But then we love the other people and we let the other people into our life and they mess it up. And it's not fair. And you think, if only it wasn't for these people. We can't predict the future, but we need to let people into our lives. And one of the beautiful things about the community of Christ, about the church, is that this represents a whole lot of people who are willing to at least try to let others into our lives. Because the worst thing you can do is think that you are in control and that you are in charge. That's just a really fast way to crash your world. Really fast way. And so we get this picture of family in the gospel over and over. And we spoke through Easter of that beautiful picture of Jesus on the cross, looking down and starting a new family when he says to Mary, this is your son, John, and to John, this is your mother, Mary. There's this phenomenal moment where a new family is created. You don't have to be related by blood. You don't have to be related through birth. You just have to open yourself up to the idea that another person could love you like Christ loves you. It's a dangerous, it's a dangerous thing because we are fragile. We are fragile, but we try our best to create community and create relationships that undergird who we are and give us a sense of self and give us ground beneath our feet. And that's why we should keep praying for and with one another. James chapter 4 says, it is a powerful thing. The prayers of a righteous person are a powerful, unstoppable thing. The prayers of a righteous person are a powerful and unstoppable thing. So here's the thing, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. The prayers you pray are powerful even if you don't feel it. Even if you're between the question and the answer and the mystery is just a little too great today, why don't you ring a friend and say, can you pray with me? Can you pray with me? If you're online right now and you haven't heard from us lately and you're thinking nobody cares about me, yes, we do. Please just write in the box right now, pray with me, and our hosts will pray with you. That's how, that's how committed we are to this idea of praying together and standing with one another. We can't predict the future and we shouldn't try, but we should keep praying and we should keep praising. Did you know that? Praise is a posture. Earlier in the, in the gathering, Pastor Stan said, worship and praise is a full contact sport. It's everything 
everything of who you are. When I sing, anybody that's seen me sing knows my foot starts stomping and my body starts moving and I can't help it, it just happens and, and I have to breathe and the only thing I can think about is the song and that's the beauty of a focused time when you're singing your praises and singing your worship. That's why prayer and praise go hand in hand. Whether you're singing it or not, you can sing a prayer, you can speak a prayer, it's all music to heaven. Yeah? It's all music to heaven. Seven years ago, we were at the obstetrician's office and uh, he was doing the thing with the jelly and the little duvamalaki. That's the scientific name for it. And he was doing a scan of Jody's belly and as he went, he just paused for a little bit too long. And anybody that knows what it's like, if you've had children, if you've lost a child uh, in utero, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of emotions going on in that office. And he stopped and he paused. And it might have only been for a split second, but it was too long for me. And I said, what's up? And he looked at Jody and I, and this is where medical professionals stop it with the jokes. <laughs> he looks at us and goes, I'm just looking to make sure there's not three. And so seven years ago, our world changed in a way that we could not have predicted. Seven months ago, we were driving a car that had just been fixed for the 14th time. And my wife called me, actually, I think Noah called us and said, Dad, there's something wrong with the car, there's something wrong with the car, the heat thing's going up, the heat thing's it's going up, it's going up. Ah! Because there was a thing in the engine block got caught by the fan and punctured a hole in the watery bit. <laughs> and I've been driving a moped ever since. <laughs> Seven weeks ago, we got a call, I think, from my mum, who's here with us today. Hi, mum. Uh, to say my grandmother had had a fall. She's 90. It's never a good thing when you hear that. And she'd broken her femur. And uh, she lives alone in a unit. And seven weeks ago, we heard that and we all started praying. She's a praying lady. She was raised by a single mom and uh, she moved around as a young child. They didn't have any money. And uh, they were adopted into a family of Nan and Da Clack who were incredible Christian leaders. They took them to Sunday school and taught them songs and did all sorts of things. And what I love about my grandma Joy is that everything she learnt between the ages of two and five are still being played out in her life. And so I said to Graham, would you mind if we had a chat about that? And she said, that's okay. So if it's all right with you on this very special Mother's Day, I thought I'd introduce you to my grandma Joy. Let's go to the screen. Cheers to you, Evan Jones. <laughs> they were very benevolent people. Yes. And uh, everybody used to move over and give their bed to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm told you you sort of slept wherever wherever there was a bed, but there was a special bed 
out the back of the property? In the tram. In the tram? In the tram. There is a tram. Well, people used to buy anything for sleepouts in those days. Right. And this was a tram that they put in their backyard. And uh, oh, it was fun to sleep in the tram. Right. Yeah. So it was a bit special to sleep in the tram. Yeah. How, how many people slept in the tram? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And Nan had the teaching ability. She was not qualified in any, anything, I don't think, mm. but she could do just about everything. Mm. You know, she was around that. Yeah, beautiful. And in the morning, when you woke up, Nan would be up at four o'clock. Four o'clock. And she had a prayer list longer than your arm. Yeah, and she used, used to say, I pray for you every morning, you know. It's, um, it, it's a beautiful and um, really incredible life story in this story because they they just Nana would go to the drawer and say, Well now how much money we've got? Oh, I hate me. Never mind, probably not. <laughs> and that's how they lived. Wow. Yeah. And she would be up at four o'clock. What was she doing at four o'clock? Or she was praying at four o'clock? Reading first. Reading the word? Yes, and then praying. So, did she teach you about how to read the Bible and those sort of things? Yes, she did. Yeah. Yes. Thursday night, I used to go to the prayer meeting, mm -hmm. and then uh, they were very missionary minded. Yeah. Very much so. And uh, Nan would have a box, yeah. and in that box would be all toys, um, bit, bit damaged some of them, some you had to put together, and she would try and put dolls together dress yeah. them and send them to the missionaries and I used to sit and help her on Thursday night mm. and there she would tell me the stories of Jesus but um, it was but the memories were so great they um, at the Sunday school songs I used to sing them and mm. yeah it's great to have those memories so you, you got married at what age 19. 19. Yeah, 19. 19. And you married Michael? Yeah. And you had how many children? Five. <laughs> oh, who'd have five kids? <laughs> Somebody I know. Who'd have five kids? You'd have to be nuts, wouldn't you? <laughs> so, wonderful memories. Wonderful? Yeah, wonderful yeah. memories. Keeping going. Church was just around the corner. Just around the corner, yeah. 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 Um, they went to the Salvation Army when we lived in Fairfield. That, mm. that was one of the first houses we lived in. Mm. And um, they loved going to the Salvation Army. And Russell came home with a trumpet. <laughs> His yeah. dad was a shift worker. You could yeah. see how that would go down. Yeah, oh, we are. <laughs> Russell's practicing a trumpet while Dad's trying to sleep. Right. So it wasn't acceptable. And the first thing I bought when I got some money was a radiogram. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so I could play my records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you had the five kids, but um, then at, mum was 16. How old were you when Michael died? 38. 38. So you're a 38-year-old lady, uh, being a stay-at-home mum, and you've got five kids, and now your husband's passed away. What got you through that season? Wow. I can tell you how I felt. Mm, mm. 
I remember going into the bedroom, I got down on my knees and I said, Lord, I do not want to live. And if you want me to live, then you'll have to live in me. Mm. And um, I don't know how, but I got in, I, I was contacted by some lovely people and, and um, I went round to the Baptist church. Ah, the, the, the Catholic priest came around. People were just so lovely. Mm. And um, even the local pub collected. And uh, what they didn't know was that there was nothing in the bank. There was no insurance. There yeah. was nothing. And so they actually, God actually provided the first meal for them. That's incredible, isn't it? How did you survive the next little while? Do you remember? Was it? Singing. Wow. I, I used to sing as often as I could in the house. Um, you know, all the old choruses and the old hymns. Yeah. I loved the hymns. I still do. And I notice a lot of the young fellas are borrowing words from the hymns. Yes, and, they are. And they are, because they can't be bettered, I don't think, you know. Um, yes, and I, and I had a great memory of the things that... Uh, of my childhood. Mm -hmm. I still draw on those memories. Yeah. So just it would it was something that would just make you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. Still today? Yes. What do you love? When, when I was laying on that floor with a broken leg yeah. all night. Yeah. I thought of all the good things that God had done and all the lovely words of the hymns. The hymns are just beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Is there one in particular that you that comes to mind? Beneath the cross of Jesus, mm. I fain would take my stand. A shadow in a mighty land, a shadow in oh, with, within a weary land. Oh, it's beautiful words, and I mm. can't remember them all. Mm. A shadow, yeah. But um, so to to. You just about six weeks ago, you were in this unit, mm -hmm. and uh, sometime in the afternoon, you tripped over a five o'clock in the afternoon. You tripped over a mat, yes, and um, you didn't do it by halves. No, so what did you break? Femur, yeah, and so you thought, what I might do is just lie here for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get up. Oh, no, no, oh, no, you would have. I know you would have. But how how long were you on the floor? Till five o'clock the next night. And Russell came in afterwards. Your son Russ came in and found you. And in that time, you're lying on the ground. No one's here. You can't reach the phone. There's no alarm set off. And your mind's thinking of great hymns to sing. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was. <laughs> yeah. I <did. laughs> yeah. And I scooted around on that floor there, mm -mm. Um, trying to find something to pull myself up with. Mm -mm. And there was no end to the, to those words of the hymns that were coming in. Mm. But these are the songs that were taught to you as a little girl. Yeah. 
Do you have Do you have like a, a favourite Bible verse? I love that one in Romans that says, "For the God of hope, may the God of hope yeah. fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound full of knowledge in the power of the Holy Ghost." So your name is Evelyn Joyce, yes. but everyone calls you Joy. Joy. Because Joy was the name that Da gave me. Right. Yeah, he used to say our little Joy Bells, he called me, right. you know. And they taught me all the songs. Right. And they used to stand me up on the stage and say, now I'm going to stand down here. This is Da. I'm going to stand down here and I want to hear every word you sing. So that's where I was taught to open my mouth to sing, not to, you know, rah, rah, rah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Singing and prayer are the two things that have... Come through? Yeah. Yeah, they are too. And I keep telling, even people out in the world, I say, if, you, if you're ever feeling down, sing. You can overcome um, depression. And I've done it because I went into depression. Mm. When, when you pray, you're, you're a bit of a talking to Jesus kind of girl, you just, I just do. have a chat. Yeah, I do. Do you have a list? No. <laughs> I can't imagine you would. You know, I caught that disease from you. I'm not a list person either. <laughs> no, I'm not a list person. But as soon as I think of someone, oh yes, yeah, pray for them too or mm. her or whatever. So there's certain things, you know, you know, mm. God seems to tell you to pray. And I know that, like when I look at you and the faith you have, I would, I would describe your faith. And forgive me if this is um, the wrong way to describe it, but I would describe it as a simple faith. It is. You don't. You try not to complicate. Oh no, complicate, <laughs> please. <laughs> Do you know my favourite song that you wrote? Hmm. Ever I will praise you. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I know I, that one. Because um. Therefore we will not fear, yes. though the earth give way, the mountains fall into the sea. The mountains fall into the sea. Yeah. Every nation know your name. Because the chorus is, Ever I will praise you. Yes. Ever I will sing your praises loud. Uh, ever I will trust you. Uh, uh, ever I will trust your guiding hand. When we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less praise to sing God's praise than when we first began. Yeah. Keep it simple, Stuart. Keep it. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Well, this is my grandma Joy, and I love her dearly. And it's lovely to spend some time with you. But yeah, if you could pray for us, that'd be great. I will. Okay. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Thank you for who you are first. You're the great God, the only God, our one and only Saviour. And Father, I just pray for the churches, all the churches in Victoria, first because I believe that you want to move among the churches and Father I particularly pray for the Baptist down at Werribee 
Father, I pray for their earnestness, their sincerity and their love. And I pray, Lord, that you will just pour out a blessing on that church, a big, big blessing, and that we may see the results of that blessing in people's lives. Father, I thank you that you start small in people's lives, and I pray that we will see many people come to know Jesus as their personal Saviour and put their requests in the Lord because those requests you love to answer. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you for my dear family, my precious family. Thank you for Justin and Jody and the children. It's just so exciting, the things that they're doing. And I ask that you bless them absolutely to the max, Lord. And I thank you for all that they're doing. And the, the, the little ones are being taught. It's just exciting. And we don't know just how much is going to, how much joy is going to come from all this, Lord. And we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's what I've lived on. My joy of the Lord is my strength. That's true. I know. <laughs> yeah. The little boy that I used to play with down under the, the swinging on the rope. <laughs> <laughs> Fell out of the tree and hit my head too many times. Well, it didn't hurt you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can still do some great things. <laughs>